0: How much charity should we give a wealthy person whose fortune has turned? Is the term needy a subjective term? Welcome to the Transformative Daft. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 67 of Tractate Silbus and we learn that we must provide whatever a person is lacking, even if it means a fancy house and private school tuition. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrusa today. I like to begin with a story. A man once knocked on the door of Hillel the Elder. How may I help you? asked the sage. I've come for Tzedakah, the man replied. Tzedakah? Hillel responded incredulously. Just last month, did I not see your carriage rolling down the street replete with horses and servants? Yes, indeed, said the downtrodden man. But sadly, I have lost it all. I'm sorry, my dear sir, said Hillel, but if that's the case, then we must make sure you are provided with all you are lacking. I will arrange for you to have your horse and servant. One time, Hillel did not find a servant to run before the man, and so Hillel himself ran in front of him for about three miles. Let's look at today's Gemara. The sages taught, Enough for his deficiency teaches that you are commanded with respect to the pauper to support him, but you are not commanded with making him wealthy. But the verse continues, which is deficient for him, implying even a horse upon which to ride and a servant to run in front of him, if that's what he was previously accustomed to. A certain person came before Rava. He said to him, On what do you normally dine? He said to him, On a fattened hen and aged wine. He said to him, and are you not concerned about being a burden on the community? He said to him, is that to say that it is from their funds that I eat? I eat from the support of the Almighty, as we already learnt that in the verse, the eyes of all await for you, and you give them their food in his time. It does not say at their time, rather in his time. This teaches that the Holy One, blessed be he, gives each and every one his sustenance at his time. Meanwhile, Rava's sister who had not seen him for 13 years arrived and she brought him a fattened hen and aged wine. Rava said, what just happened here? Rava said to him, I spoke too soon, arise and eat. Let's analyze the Gemara. How much charity is considered adequate when we're giving to a poor person? Says the Gemara, it all depends. For someone who was always poor, it's enough to give him the basics. But for someone who was once wealthy... For whom the wheel of fortune turned, the basics are insufficient. Obviously, as long as we have the wherewithal to do so, we are obligated to provide for that individual to the extent that he enjoyed in the good old days. That's powerful and counterintuitive. Who would have thought that we would have such a duty? And yet that's how far we must go. Of course, it parallels the mitzvah, love your fellow as yourself. Imagine, God forbid, that you found yourself in a financial bind because you had gone all in in a major investment, only to see it go south. As terrifying as that may sound, we have all heard of people who have lost it all. Just as we would want our friends to step in and carry us through the storm if it happened to us, we're expected to carry our fellow through such a crisis. While that doesn't necessarily necessitate the underwriting of lavish vacations, there are certain minimum needs of wealthy individuals who are experiencing a cash crunch or worse, including private school tuition, mortgage payments, and the like, those expenses might be luxuries for most of the population, but for this individual, they're essential. If Hillel was willing to pay for his fellow's horse and servant, then covering this family's private school fees doesn't sound entirely outlandish. But the fellow who once visited Rava really nailed it. When the man requested good meat and wine as he was accustomed to consuming, Rava tried to put him in his place and suggested such a demand was an unnecessary burden on the community. The man, though, wasn't deterred. Am I eating your food? He cried. I'm eating the Almighty's food. Lo and behold, as they were talking, Rava's sister suddenly showed up bringing with her a fattened hen and aged wine. Rava was astonished and immediately handed over the gift to his guest. Pay close attention to the incredible, unwavering faith of this individual. God may have removed his revealed immediate source of Paranasa, but he knew that our Father in Heaven never forsakes his children. Cognizant of the mitzvah in the Torah, he went to Ravah and asked for community funding. When Ravah hesitated, he wasn't concerned. If Ravah and the community wouldn't provide, God would find other ways to provide for him. Sure enough, no sooner had he uttered those words than provide provided, In the face of such a heavy loss, many people would become depressed and completely forsake any devotion to heaven. They would tell themselves that God is not in control. And yet this righteous individual continued to believe that God is the sole provider and that he was not subject to the whims of mortal man. He knew that it wasn't the people who would grant his needs. They were just God's messengers, like his former clients and customers were God's messengers. But the Almighty has limitless messengers. The ultimate emuna is the wholehearted acceptance that even if everything looks bleak, God can and will provide for you on the same level that he provided for you when, according to the natural order, things were going well. Some people are great at maintaining their trust in Hashem when the going is good, but when the curveball comes in their lives, they suddenly begin to question heaven's providence. Others forget God when the going is good, believing that they've achieved it all on their own. It's only when life gets tough that they begin to turn their eyes heavenward, begging for God's salvation. The key to spiritual and material fulfillment is to maintain a strong, deep relationship with the Almighty at all times, through thick and thin. God always provides. Sometimes it's more evident than other times in in life. But as long as you remember where your bread is truly buttered, you will never go hungry. Not only will you not go hungry, but you will continue to eat a daily meal fit for a king and queen, because you deserve it. You are a prince, a princess of the supreme king of kings. May you merit the Almighty's eternal revealed blessing and trust in him every step of the way, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation, it's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Kamara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daff is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daff.